The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what's the latest in Denver? Oh, Chris, good morning, and I hope you're well. It's happy Monday to everybody. Hey, things are good in Denver, except on Saturday, we actually were the one city in the world that had the worst pollution of any city in the world because of the smoke, and it's not left. So you... From my house, can normally drive outside, Chris, and see the gray hogbacks and the start of the Rocky Mountains. You cannot even see one mile right now. The smoke is that dense because of the wildfires all the way west, believe it or not. And when it's going to clear, there doesn't seem to be an answer. So we're good otherwise. Good. It looks like it's going to rain every morning and it's foggy when you get up, but it's just regular old smoke that bothers just about every person that's super healthy or otherwise. They actually had a triathlon Chris just as a sidebar like a world-class triathlon in Boulder and when you get world-class athletes going man it was hard to breathe <laughs> you know that it's pretty bad so that's going on but otherwise things are good how about you you know what Mike we've got one of those uh weeks in Seattle where it's going to start out really nice you know in the mid 70s we're going to get up into the mid 90s which as you know is unusual in Seattle but you know other than that it'll go back down next week into the 70s so first world problems I like to say Exactly. So what's going on in the Pacific Northwest in the world of income protection? Anything new? I don't know that there's anything new, Mike, but there's something that's been nagging at me over the last several weeks as I've talked to people in the industry, a lot of our peers, a lot of our friends, and this this whole concept about how COVID's affected DI, and, and, and obviously it's affected it in many different ways, so we don't have time for all that. But here's the thing that concerns me, Mike is I really thought that the unfortunate circumstances that happened in 2020, people losing their jobs, you know, people becoming sick, and unfortunately, some people dying, would give our industry a great opportunity to talk to people about the need to protect their income, because it's been more front and center for these individuals than ever before. But in talking to the people that we know, it doesn't seem like producers are having more conversations like, we think that they should. So I'd like to kind of dive into that today. I think that's a good point. And and you do raise a really good point. You know, I know with quote activity, and obviously, you know, I don't deal in quotes on a regular basis, but just normal quote activity, it's not through the roof. Like I guess I would have thought it would be if you and I were, you know, rewinding back to January of 21. This is now August. It's almost time to go back to school. We've gone through an entire summer. You know, I, I some of the things are almost like a repeat, right? I mean, super spreader event in Sturgis. Well, the answer this time is no shit. Excuse my language, right? Are you kidding me? Uh, 600,000 people on motorcycles? Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone's going to get COVID. Okay. And so yeah, I agree with you. I, I just don't see... It's almost like we're complacent. Does that make sense? And I'm not dissing anybody, but it's like when you see, I'll give you an example, not to go far off the rails here, but in Paris, there are hundreds of thousands of people that take the street on just wearing masks. And in the United States, we don't have that. And not that it's, I'm talking about politics, but have we just become complacent with this is the way it's going to be? 
and you know, here we go again. You know, now we can talk about the best time ever. And you and I know this. We say this every single week. The best time ever to talk about income protection is when now today, <laughs> today, exactly. today. And, and and I say that because I just have a friend. You know, I think of my own examples constantly. And somebody asked me when I was going to let my di go, Chris, the other day. Mike, when are you going to get rid of yours? You probably don't need it anymore. I said, as long as I can write the check, which I can do, I'm going to keep it until they cancel the darn thing. Why would I not? Think about this, Chris. I'm 61 years old. Let's say I got disabled at 63. doesn't matter how much money or how much my monthly benefit is, but it's a fair amount. But let's just say that it's $12,000 a month. Chris, I'm disabled from 63 to 65 and live. That's $144,000, right? In one year. One year, yep. 288000 in two years. Did I pay that much in premium, do you think? No, Mike. And plus, I know you, you got return of premium. So protection when you need it, <laughs> cash back when you don't. Oh, Chris. Oh, yeah. But I would have to give up my little premium refund if I got disabled for that 288000 tax-free dollars over 24 months. <laughs> so the thing is, is I guess I'm looking at like sense of urgency. It, it, it once again exists, Chris. It, it's time to get out there and not talk about super spreader events, which could have been on Martha's Vineyard last week, right? That seemed to get a lot of news. Like, I really care. I wasn't invited. So I'm not worried about it. Oh, you the were invited, is, but you but you didn't make the, the the cut like Oprah, right? Yeah, you're correct. So everything, you know, it, plus it's a long way to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen you dance, and you're not a good dancer. So why do you, why would you want to compete against Barack on the dance floor? I tell you what, I dance better than Elaine on Seinfeld. <laughs> For those of you that remember that episode, there we're having quite the morning here, Mike. I got something I want to say. This this just popped into my mind. When you take a look at some people that we know, people, Jamie, Mike, Jason, Irwin, they're selling more DI than ever. And it's because they're taking advantage of the opportunity. I mean, they were, they already believed in it, but they've doubled down. And, and, you know, our friend Corey is busier than ever because he is talking about it today. Right. As opposed to sitting back and waiting. So I think it's very interesting that people who have been in the habit of writing DI are writing more than ever. I mean, they're blowing it out. Wouldn't you agree? I, I see it firsthand. You know, everything goes in waves. A particular group of people did because there are, there are the Internet sellers. Is they took advantage of the Zoom and the Microsoft's and, and, and every joint meetings and everything that you could possibly, excuse me, everything you could possibly do and said, you know, this is going to be my mantra. And it worked. The thing is, is what they did is, is when you go to a referral network and you know that your law firm partner was out for two weeks and it took a month to get sensor smell back. And my name is Mike and those people are my clients. And I talked to an attorney and he says, God, you know, I had like four guys, four gals in my office get sick. There are people that have, and you and I said this a million times, it's called a referral business and there's nothing wrong with getting referrals is, wow, you, would you mind if I talk to them? Because just think of, Chris, it's so easy right now to say, think of how much worse it could have been, right? Let's just use all positives. Think of how much worse it could have been. Because every night on the news, what we see is people trying to drag us down. And maybe that's news's business. Fair? Yep. I mean, maybe they just want us to be bummed. Rise in children. You said something to me this morning before we came out. It makes really good sense. Back in the day when, you know, children, they keep talking about children, 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 children. Well, if we follow the science from day one, we know that children most likely aren't going to pass from COVID. Isn't that correct? Correct. 
highly unlikely. There are children that die of pneumonia. There are children that die of a very bad flu. There are children, you know, you can get the measles. There's a lot of things that, that actually can, you know, kill anybody to include children. But my point is, is instead of being scared, let's use the positives. We've already seen this. It's with us forever. That's one of the things I think we need to accept that this is influenza A, H1N1. It's whatever flu you want to make it, call it a different name, call it COVID, SARS, whatever, 19, COVID-19. It's here forever. Don't you agree? Some form or fashion. So now it's time to move forward. You got vaccinated. You didn't get vaccinated. Nobody really seems to care one another or care about that right now. I don't want to fight over that. My point is, is now you said this three minutes ago, and I'm just pontificating here. Seize the opportunity. It couldn't be a better time. Back to school. Life is getting, whether we wear masks at school or not, it's not up to you or I. And your children are grown and mine aren't. I, everybody knows how I would feel about my kids wearing a mask. But I don't really have a say. I don't get to vote. Um, and people, you know, I know it's a free country. But in that regard, Chris, I don't get to vote. If they say your kid's not coming through the door without a mask on, then I guess my children are going to put a mask on. My point is, is we're all getting back out. We've, we've unlocked the doors for the summer. We had a great summer, and what we saw was the surge. And, you know, again, I, I believe that everybody has the choice to do what they want to do. And now it's time to just double down and say, you know what? We've gone through now 18 months, 18 months of what's going on in our world. It's time now that we look at your risk protection package. And you've heard me say this at least 100 times because, you know, what? we don't know what, 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 what's going forward. It may not be the apocalypse, but we don't know what's going forward. And in that regard, let's let's make sure that we can protect the things that we can control. And I always and, you know, you can use the vaccine right now, Chris, for anybody that wants it or doesn't want it. You know what? You get the vaccine. It's 100 percent guaranteed that you could still get COVID or not. Correct. It's going to be one of those two. You're exactly right. Yeah, you, you are, you aren't. It, nobody, there's nothing 100% effective. But the point is, you did it because you're cautious. So if you want to just call on people who got vaccinated, say, why did you get the vaccine? It's an easy question, Chris. Why did you get the vaccine? Call you know, all your friends and say, well, because everybody spouts up and tells you whether they did or not, right? 100%. Although I do have one friend that said this, Chris, you're going to love it. My preferred pronoun is vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't have to answer. No, I just like to be called vaccinated. Um, and then you, whether you, and this particular gentleman didn't get it, by the way. So I found it kind of humorous. I go, what? He goes, yeah, well, my preferred pronoun, Mike, now is vaccinated. So um, that's how I'm going to answer. Vaccinated. And he didn't get it. But anyway, my point is, everybody you talk to that says, yeah, I got the vaccine. Why would you not? I got it for my 13-year-old daughter. Why would you not? This is the perfect, that's your lead-in. Give me the lead-in, Chris. I'm going to say this. And you're the and you're Chris Carlson, DI broker, freaking sales guy. You're the salesman. You're the you're the DI guy. Well, I got my vaccine, Chris. Did you? Absolutely, Mike. And you want to know why? Why? Because you can't predict the future. So I it it, it protects me. Just like I want to talk to you about should something happen to you, I want to protect your income if you become sick. Maybe you're a long hauler, can't go back to work. I want to make sure that your income is protected and you and your family don't have to change your lifestyle as a result of something that you did not see coming. Chris, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Go farther. What are you, what are you doing? Well, let me ask you this question, Mike, is if unfortunately you came down with the with with the COVID and it was it was severe, right? Because it, it has happened and you are unable to work. What impact is not having a paycheck going to have on you and your family? 
I'd be all right for at least a month. All right. So on day 31, what are you and your wife talking about? I got credit cards. And then how long are those credit cards? How long before you max them out? That becomes a good question like everything else. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. So let's just let's just pretend for a second that keeps you another, you know, 60 days. So now at day 91, you guys wake up and you're at the breakfast table. What's the conversation sound like when you tell her that there's no money coming in? Chris, I can tell you the answer, guys. Honest answer is by day 91, if I'm not working, there's a P&L laying on that breakfast table. And it's called life rebudgeting 100%. That's what it is. It's a do-over. I, if there's no money after 120 or 90 days, Chris, it's a, it's a it's a spreadsheet on the table trying to figure out what we do next. And when and that's an all candor. What it would mean is cuts, budget cuts. I'm not the federal government. I can't spend as much money as I don't have. Um, everybody gets to do that in the government, but you and I as citizens don't. Correct. We don't pay. If I don't pay my bills, Chris, I got a problem. And the last thing I want to do is lose my house. And you always know this about me. And I got to make sure that my insurance premiums are all paid because they're extremely important to me. And if it happened right now, Chris, this is the four months of the year where all my insurance premiums come due. And it's a fair amount of money. You have that same thing. I got the same thing, too. I always wonder why I did that. Hey, Mike, here's the point in, in that there's no right or wrong question. The, the but, but you and I, what you and I believe in is we believe in the, the concept that a compelling offer beats a convincing argument every time. And I think our industry, what we've tried to do is convince people that they need DI. In other words, one out of four, or, you know, are the stats and all that. But instead, compelling, just to ask them questions to help them discover. And there are people out there who do a great job, and you're one of the absolute best. So the point being is find those questions that have an impact for the person that you're in front of. So the question that I would ask person A might be completely different than person B based upon how they initially respond. So I think, again, we, we, we get so caught up on trying to convince people of something as opposed to just ask them. And, and then, look, you, you can't save all the sinners. Some people are just not going to do it regardless. Here's the good news. Mike, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of other people that need our help. Chris, that's the reminder of the day is one of the things that I think as we're just kind of chatting here today, and we always try to throw a sales idea in. This is a sales idea that's not verbal, but it, it's actually, and you just you just made me think of this, Chris, is one of the things that every producer I know that has in common that writes a lot. So the, the one commonality, because I think you and I would agree that everybody we know that sells a ton of disability has a completely different personality. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, there is no one brand. There is the quiet, I always like to say, the quiet mortician type that is honest to gosh, always sincere. And then there's the loud, vivacious Mike Cago kind of guy that just can't seem to shut up. So, and it's everybody in between. And, but what they all have in common is, is they get to the point where they ask a few questions. And if the client doesn't come back and even go, what are you getting at? Or what's it going to cost me? Those are two things that you'll hear, right? Exactly. Gosh darn it, what are you trying to talk about or what are you trying to sell me? Then it's fine to go ahead and say it. Because when somebody doesn't, I still think the mug coffee cup should be out there and people should be doing it. But anyway, what they have in common is when somebody says basically emphatically, I'm not doing it, what do the biggest producers do? Ask a question. Yeah. And if somebody just, Chris is going to fight, fight, fight you to the end, what do you do? You know, you basically say something like, you know, Mike, I respect your right to make the wrong decision. But and so and but last thing I'm going to do is is go any further with this. If something changes, you give me a call. 
you call me. Away. You call me. There we go. That's what they, every single one has in common. I will go to the end of my rope. And this doesn't mean you get upset. This doesn't mean anything. But I will go to the end, Chris. And if you're still not going to budge, you call me. You have my number. If anything changes in your life, which it could, and I'll usually use one more smart aleck answer, like it could, you're going to call me with cancer maybe, and then I can't help you. But that's okay. I understand what you said. Every single person I know that sells a ton of this doesn't spend all day trying to get one client. They don't spend all day trying to get one client. Somebody says no, they go on to the next. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Mike, I tell you, in this episode, we went all over, didn't we? Well, we went all over, but what we said is, you know what? It's a simple, yes, we were all over the board today, but what we're really saying is there is no time like the present to go out and talk about income protection because nothing changes for your client in 24 hours if you don't. Every client you have, nothing changes in 24 hours unless you have that conversation. And if and everybody goes, well, it might not change tomorrow if I talk to them today. No, you've changed that you've made an awareness. Now you get to let people make their own good decisions. And we know a lot of people make bad decisions. Otherwise, I'd be a trillionaire and everybody would have bought this a long time ago. So that I fully understand. But we allow people to make decisions. Whether they make what you and I would consider the right or wrong decision, Chris, that's not up to us. That's up to them. Hey, Mike, there's uh, one, ahead, one, less, one last point I want to make before we get out of here today. As you know, many years ago, I lived in Cincinnati. And when I was living in Cincinnati, Mike, do you remember when everybody was worried about the potential for an earthquake in that kind of central part of the country, kind of Ohio, Kentucky, yes, Tennessee? Yes, I really do. Okay. And so, and so what did everybody do? Not everybody. What did a huge amount of people do? Is they bought earthquake insurance because they thought it was going to be the big one, right? And then it didn't happen. So what did all those people who bought, what did they do? What do you always do? They canceled it. Canceled and, it. And so the, the, the point that I want to make is unless you are made aware of something, right, you are not going to take action. So my point is this. If people you know, hadn't been made aware of the potential, the experts saying there was going to be an earthquake, nobody would have bought earthquake insurance for their house. They were made aware. So my point is this. Our obligation as agents and advisors, is to make our prospects and clients aware of the possibility, quote unquote, of a potential earthquake in their life. And then they then can make the decision. But if they're not made aware of it, they're not going to just wake up going, you know what, I need me some disability insurance today. And so there's not enough publicity. You know, we, we have the obituary from somebody dies, but when people go to the hospital, we don't see something in the paper. Hey, just want to let you know the 5,000 people in Denver and Seattle that went to the hospital today, that's not in there. So our obligation is to make them aware and then give them the opportunity to say no, which I think is what the point that you were making. That's exactly where we're ending today is, you know, if you don't want to use any other, if you want to use one statistic, go ahead and go to the Hopkins site and just bring up the number, how many people in the USA died in theory of COVID. And again, not every one of them was COVID. It could have been COVID with pre-existing conditions. The fact is, Chris, look at the number of people that, that, that actually died. Then look at the number of people that recovered. Remember, the people that recovered, that's like having a short-term disability, fair? Absolutely. What if it went on longer, Chris? You know, I, as a guy told me the other day sitting at, at my normal restaurant, Steakhouse 10, talking to, talking to the gang, is he goes, you know, it's funny. In I think I've said this before, Chris. I'll end it with this today. You know what's funny? Evidently, in 2020, nobody died of cancer. And there was no flu epidemic in this country in 2020. Yeah, you know what? So life goes on. You and I say this over and over. 
you know what, risk protection package. I'm going to say it until somebody calls me and says I've used it and it works. So for anybody that listens, please give me a holler sometime. You know what? Is your risk protection package current and up to date? And if you have the crystal ball, could you please share it with me? Because I really like to know more about cryptocurrencies. Mike, as always, it's a pleasure. You have a great rest of your day, brother. Chris, enjoy the week and thank you so much. 